my throat, push myself off the window and make my way around the truck. Once I'm in the driver's seat, Claudette's engine roars to life and I ease her out of the parking lot. Rose still has those eyes stuck on me. Are you back with Nessa? What? No, that's definitely done, I confirm, and think about my ex-girlfriend for the first time in over a month. Nessa and I had been a thing for almost two years and I hardly missed her. I doubt she missed me either. That's why I call it a thing. We were definitely something, but in love wasn't it. And that was just how we had both wanted it. I just... I mean, you're not with other girls, and if you're single... A sentence is left hanging in the cab between us. I should be out there playing the field, like Jordan did when he was single? Hopefully not exactly like that. Rose wrinkles her cute little nose at that, and it makes me smile. Jordy was... An overachiever. You are adorable when you're being tactful, I tell her, and even in the dim light of the passing street lamps, I can see her blush. But seriously, if you're not with Nessa, then what gives? I don't respond right away. Claudette careens quietly down the dark, empty streets. Silver Bay is peaceful and serene, as always, and it fills me with a sense of calm I never have anywhere else. Being with Rose does that, too. I glance at her quickly and then shrug instead of answer. I don't know how to explain my new philosophy on relationships, and I kind of don't want to, because explaining it would also mean admitting failure. She smiles a little bit, but I don't know why. I'd ask her, but I'm not sure I want to know, so we drive in silence a little while longer, until we're out of town and on the rural road that leads to the farmhouse she grew up in, the one my best friend now owns. How is the Europe plan coming along, I ask, because the silence is starting to feel heavy. Good. We leave September 1st. We're going to start with a couple days in Paris, and then I'll go with Kate to Cap Ferret for a couple days. Her job starts September 12th, so I'll probably leave then, she explains, staring out the passenger window at the dark town beyond. So you're coming back here after that, I ask. Rose graduated from the University of Vermont this year, and she has said that she wants to go to grad school, but she's taking this year off first. Her best friend from high school, Kate, was starting a teaching job in France, and Rose was going to go with her for a few weeks. She nods absently. I guess, to be honest, I was thinking of maybe going off on my own European adventure after that. Maybe head to Spain or Italy. Do my own eat-pray-love year. I don't know what that is, I admit and glance at her, but the idea of you alone in Europe kind of scares me. Why do you try and take care of me? I furrow my brow. I don't know, because I worry about you. Because you see me as a kid, she questions softly. No. I glance over at her again as I carefully turn up the long, narrow, dirt driveway to the farmhouse. She's staring at me and biting her lower lip. Her brow is furrowed like she's deep in thought. Claudette rumbles up the driveway and I pull to a stop near the barn. Looks like Jordan and Jesse are asleep, I murmur, looking through the windshield at the dark house. We're still christening the house, Rose mutters. Nah, they'd keep the lights on for that. I wink at her and that sexy pink hue crawls up her cheeks again. I open my door and jump out. She does the same and follows me to the back to retrieve that Esmeralda hunk of junk. I place it gently on the ground between us.
She looks up at me in the dark. Her eyes feel warm on my face. I'm not a child anymore, Luke, she whispers softly but firmly. I can spend a few months or even the whole year traipsing around Europe by myself, sleeping with every hot Spanish, French, or English guy I meet if I want to. I'm an adult. I know I make a face when she mentions the sleeping around part, and I don't even care that she sees it. Of course you can, and I can worry about you. Europe's a dangerous place for American tourists. Didn't you see that movie Hostel a few years ago? She smiles at my absurdity. That's not a documentary, you moron. It was make-believe. Could happen, I grin at her. She shakes her head, wisps of dark hair catching and dancing on the wind. What do I have to do to prove to you that I could handle it? She reaches for the bike, leaning toward me, bringing her face so close to mine that